Today on the Move Mode David podcast, I'm joined by my great friend Alex Muick. Alex graduated with me at the University of Maryland College Park with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and is now a physical education teacher in Maryland. Alex is offering insight on what it's like to teach what was one of my favorite classes in school, not only from the perspective from a normal life situation, but how PE has had to adapt during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're recording this podcast via Zoom, so I apologize for the amount of breaks in communication throughout the show. I hope you enjoy nonetheless. Let's get into it. Good morning. Happy third day of the year. Um, Good morning, good morning yeah. sir. Yeah. How about you introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, why, 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 why are you here, Mr. Muick? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm Alex Muick. I'm an elementary school PE teacher right now. This is the classroom I'm in right now. Um, me and David met on Gymkhana doing gymnastics, and we wrestled separately before that. And now we also rock climb. There's a, like, this just universe. There's, like, certain things in life. Like, it doesn't matter who you are or what you did in the background. Like, like wrestling is one of those sports where, like, you know, you just, you, you I don't know. It's like you have the, the experience. And it's like you just keep that build, you know, like that sturdiness for, like, the rest of your life. And then that bond. Because everyone knows if you wrestled, you know what cutting weight feels like, you know how miserable it is. And um, yeah, I can't tell you, there are so many people where like, I just, I actually, I honestly don't like them. Like personality wise, we don't get along, but it's like, ah, but he, you know, he wrestled 130, <laughs> you know, he wrestled 130, so it's, it's okay, you know. I remember my coach talking about that, like the first year I was on the team, he said basically the same thing was going to happen. He's like, You'll be out at a bar and you'll meet some guy and you'll be like, oh, you wrestled. Oh, and then you like are instantly like relatable to each other because you've been through that shared trauma together. <laughs> so, exactly. Shared trauma. That's the perfect way to put it. I mean, it is pretty traumatic. I mean, um, you know, definitely we've, we've already talked about some of our experiences and we'll and we'll uh we'll get to it. It's, yeah, it's just so funny. It's so funny because, um, uh, well, before I get too far, why I wanted you on here, I think it's, uh, it's so cool to have like a friend, someone I truly call a friend that's in the, you know, um, you're in the education business and you're teaching kids to be physically active. You're literally my favorite teacher of elementary school. <laughs> I hated like I was not a kid that excelled um in academia I don't think it was uh because I I didn't understand it's just I didn't care you know it's like you're telling me I have to sit for like eight hours today yeah and then god forbid you you try to get me to learn after lunch <sighs> not a chance no chance no shot so um yeah I wanted to bring you on because like First, um, yeah, physical activity is changing, man. It, I feel as if it's changing. I don't think it's as dramatic as a lot of people think it is now with like the increase of technology. And I mean, obviously there's, um, you know, we, we've had to switch gears because of the pandemic. Uh, I mean, like you said, that's your classroom, you know, where, where you're, you're um, recording this at. Um, I wanted to ask you like, First off, being like, like I said, a role that is my, was my favorite, is still my favorite role in the, uh, in primary school. What is that like? What is it like being on the other end where, uh, you know, you're, you're teaching these classes? I know you and I have talked about this before, but like how much, okay. So why I bring this up is because I've had some terrible PE teachers. Oh God, they're awful awful like uh, you know I look back and I'm like did you really like care you know like you're just collecting a check here and uh I know you because like we were talking about Gymkhana Gymkhana is a um is a uh an exhibition gymnastics acrobatic troupe at the University of Maryland College Park and uh they perform they perform like I said exhibition acrobatics gymnastics shows 
um, spreading the the word around, um, you know, no tobacco, drug, alcohol free, you know, movement, healthy bodies, healthy minds is what they called themselves. Um, and some people, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, wow, that sounds like a miserable college experience. <laughs> but it was, um, I mean, it's all in the spectrum, right? I think we definitely had, you know, one end where all of our friends are getting obliterated every weekday into the weekend. You know, um, I, a quick tangent, I had done a, a scavenger hunt for the University of Maryland. And one of the things was like, go get a, a health checkup from like a doctor, you know, at, at, um, at the clinic on campus. And uh, the doctor was like, yeah, how much do you drink? And I was like, oh, I don't drink. She was like, oh, it's okay. You can tell me. And I'm like, no, really, I really don't drink. She was like winking at me like, oh, okay, well, so, you know, we recommend, you know, you, you should limit yourself to 14 beers or drinks a week. And I'm sitting here, oh my God. 14, you have to tell people this? That's crazy. <laughs> you know, so there's definitely a huge spectrum. And then on this end um, with Jim Khanna, it was just like, don't drink at all. Don't do anything like that. Uh, there were exemptions like between the summer periods we had, uh, excuse me, we had all, um, you know, that contract we had to sign that said, you know, you're going to keep the integrity of the, the program. And um, yeah, that made us really unique. I thought it was really cool. But why I brought that all up is because you and I taught summer camp uh, and um, in Saturday program, which was like a supplementary um group activity for like you were great with the tots I mean frankly you're great with all of them but I've, I why I really wanted you on here was because I've seen how you interact with people and how you structure like I just watch you put together a whole gymnastics you know activity you know uh lesson and um I was just like I, you and I have talked about before too like you were interested in bringing in like gymnastics equipment and getting kids like you know, moving in a, in a, in a, in a different way than what they're, they're used to, you know, it reminded me, I think it was uh, John F. Kennedy really had that push for like heavy PE where they were like on parallel bars doing pull-ups and pegboards. And I think that's where that all got introduced. You can, I'll, I'll look this up and we'll put it in the show notes to see if that's BS, but long tangent there. Yeah. Why, like, what was it like pre COVID to, create these like what's in the curriculum i just want to know what's in the mind of a pe teacher um our curriculum is pretty broad like you can for like the uh so i have it's like third to fifth graders in like the second marking period we just did you can do throwing and catching and that's what is in the curriculum so it's like however you would like to do throwing and catching you can do that so you could do football you could do <laughs> you know as opposed to what some teachers do in dodgeball um and stuff like that um but yeah you brought up Jim Connor and I found that is that was like a really good starting point because just being on the team and then also doing summer camp we had to move all that equipment all the time so now when I've like worked with other teachers in uh PE I'll be like, all right, we're going to like empty the closet out and throw out all the equipment. And they're like, that's going to take a long time. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> we only have, I think that was one thing that was emphasized in summer camp. And then even more so in uh, my like schooling for PE was you only have like X amount of minutes with the kids. So five minutes and for my classes right now it's like you have um like 30 to 45 minutes once a week with the kid so if you're setting up equipment for like five to ten minutes that's a large portion of your class that's gone um so there is like a lot of planning that goes into what the progressions are going to be making sure you've got all the equipment out ready to go so that they can like move on when they're ready. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot of pre-planning, a lot more pre-planning than I realized goes into it. And you're kind of right about some teachers definitely are 
as they've been teaching longer, probably not putting in that much effort into all that setup um, and all that intensive planning. And I've definitely been thinking more about that because I am not sure how much like going over each individual step of an overhand throw actually helps the kid get better at an overhand throw. And whether that time is just better used to be like, all right, we're doing this game. You've got to throw this way to try and hit your target and let them practice as many times as they can until class is over. And then be like, all right, you guys are great with your overhand throw. Uh, just work on this. It's interesting because we're definitely supposed to, or we were like taught to emphasize elements of each skill that they're working on. We're definitely more focused in an elementary school on skill building um, than anything else. So we're not doing basketball games. We're doing like by fifth grade, they're working on shooting, but even well before that, they're just focused on passing and stuff, which makes it hard because sometimes you have older kids or kids who have been in basketball teams who are working on all the drills, playing competitive games, but they're in the same class as someone who has, who cannot dribble a basketball right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, you just make it as uh, creative and fun. Usually you just make up points and say, all right, we're doing this. Each time you do that, you get 10 points and they all lose their mind. Oh my God, 10 points. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, um, yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did you have any, any more to add to that? Sorry about that. Uh, no. Grading's weird. I still don't know where I stand on grading. It's my third year teaching. Yeah. Like, what is that if like? a kid tries their absolute best the whole time, but they still just cannot make a basket. Right. Or, like, they're shooting with their arms out wide or something like that. Are you really going to give them? like a C or a lower grade than right. the kid who's on a basketball team and just like did it like does it and goofs off the rest of the time I don't know yeah um wow didn't think of that but we we've been talking about that as like a community since COVID happened where it's like if you've been grading like it, we don't have to deal with this in middle school but if some some schools um in other districts grade middle school and high school on like if they changed for PE and like if the goal of PE is to make sure that they are moving and like becoming lifelong movers how are you going to grade them on changing so that's like already a thing you shouldn't have been doing but if you were doing that before and now you're online then you are suddenly have to change a lot more than if you were grading on like skill building um, and like teamwork and collaboration and all these other things that are being more and more um, focused on, I think, as the progression grows, the profession grows. Right. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you already started um transitioning to my next question yeah what is that like with COVID now I mean obviously with grading like you're saying changing well first my first comment to that is uh I mean I had no problem with PE but uh, what a weird thing to grade on because like my I mean myself I always showed up in athletic clothes like to school so I didn't by definition change because I was already in workout clothes you know what I mean so that's kind of, um, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting uh, that that would be a, a requirement. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But, yeah, now as COVID, you know, has, uh, you know, changed really almost every industry uh, for PE, what is that like? I mean, because uh, I didn't have a lot of equipment growing up as a kid, so I can't imagine, like, now, like, one of the things that now kids need to have is a webcam of some sort, Wi-Fi, you know, or like, yeah, I can't imagine. So like, what is that like for you and, and trying to like still develop, you know, skills? 
Um, I mean, we are very lucky to, I, since I work in Montgomery County, we are a very well-funded school system. Mm. So every kid got a Chromebook. I'm talking to you on my school-provided Chromebook. Oh, wow. um, and then I think the hardest part for technology is just Wi-Fi. Because um, I, I think like sometimes even mine, which is like pretty good, fades in and out and the kids are all like yelling, you're frozen. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, just wait a minute and I'll be back. Because <laughs> I've got like roommates who are all also on like web meetings and stuff during the day. Right. Um, there, there have been like different approaches to the way people are doing PE online. Uh, some people are just going the full fitness route and doing like workouts all together. I know some, I don't know what schools they are, but some like older middle and high schools are doing like record your stuff, doing a workout, send it to me. That's your PE for the day, which I guess is fine. I don't know if you're like, if they're in like a class where the focus is just daily fitness, which you get to do more when you have them every day. Uh, but for elementary school, like we're still trying to do the skill building and like foundational work to hopefully make them into better athletes and movers as they get older. So we'll, like when we're doing throwing, we've been doing throwing for like a while. Um, uh, we made, I even have some, we were doing, we're making sock balls mm. and just hopefully it's like <laughs> a sock is soft enough. You can throw it and catch it in your house and not worry about breaking anything. Uh, we did some juggling with plastic bags and then some kids are like, I don't have plastic bags because <laughs> they're like, parents are more environmentally friendly and using paper bags. So it's like trying to figure out, all right, do you have tissues mm. but it is fun when you're like all right everybody go get a sock ball and one kid's like i don't have socks like, <laughs> uh <laughs> i think you do like yeah but they're not in my room or they're not in this room do you do you have them upstairs yeah what <laughs> go, go get them real quick um there have been the the twitter PE community has been immensely helpful for like finding resources and finding ideas. Like there are some teachers that are unbelievably good at what they do and make resources that are not just like pick one of the two exercises and do that. That's like the most common thing I think I've seen. And that's like fine for like a warm up or something. But I feel like the kids are going to get bored of that and you're going to lose a lot of kids who are like not about fitness in that way. Like there's not a lot of third graders that are trying to do a hit workout right in yeah. the middle of the day. Some of them are, some of them would like love that, but uh, trying to find different ways to like challenge them is definitely a good way to go. So they're like some really cool things people have shared. Um, that I've been using, like for throwing and catching with the little kids, we had a snowball fight where we made balls out of paper and I would throw them at my webcam and they would dodge and That's they would throw them at me on their computer. And I was like, only paper. And they're like, right. can I use this football? <laughs> no, no, right. you cannot throw a football at your <laughs> county provided Chromebook. Right. Um, that, they loved that. online I was like that's a good idea um and they're still working like that's an example where they don't even think about doing an overhand throw if you're in a snowball fight right you're not you're like gonna basically do all the steps the right way after a few throws right pretty good right that's so um yeah it's so it's such a yeah, exactly. Like such a crazy time now where, yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, my, my train of thought is going like a million miles an hour, but 
Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, like uh, just thinking about skill development in the youth, because I can't tell you now how many people our age, because, you know, you, we're not too, that old, right? We're like 20, I'm 25, you're 27? 28, yeah. 28. Anyway, so 25, 28. I can't tell you how many people, like I see our age, that they're like marathon runners, you know? Um or they're, you know, they're active, but when you ask them to perform simple, I would say skill-based tasks, it's just, I mean, hor horrendous. So like, you know, I really, uh, my biggest question is, is, I'm sure the school gives you a list of skills. Like, what are the skills? So you said overhand throwing. Yeah. And then we do like all the different locomotive movements. Um this quarter we're doing volleyball skills mm. so we're going to be with the older kids so we're making uh sweatshirt balls to practice bumping and setting and serving we're not gonna do <laughs> spiking inside right, um right, right, right. and even then like you're not playing a game of volleyball i don't know if you remember volleyball even in high school those games were not fun because no one knew what no one knows or you don't have enough people that can move around in the way to like make a volleyball game fun. But the hope is like by the end of that, if people wanted to and they saw like a volleyball court with like their friends playing, they could step on and know the basic skills to do that. Right. And then next quarter we're doing gymnastics. Exciting. I'm still working on what that is going to look like at home. Cause you've got some kids like next to their dad's desk. Right. With right. like a little box to do stuff in. Um, so we'll do rolling and not forward rolls, just other types of rolls and different like, like animal movements. Right, log rolls. Um, yeah, like yeah. Just like change up the way they move and they love that stuff. And that's definitely a thing people don't do as they get older. It's right. like different ways of moving around. We'll see what that looks like. And then in the fourth quarter, there's a lot of like striking, whether it's like with a tennis racket or a hockey stick or a baseball bat. Um, yeah. Oh, and we got dance. Dance is coming up which has been fun to learn how to teach because uh, I'm not a great dancer, but there are a lot of great dance teachers around who also share a lot of great stuff. And you can like, like you don't have to be good. Even in, if you're not even in elementary school, if you're in high school and you're a terrible dancer, but you're like trying your best and having a good time, you're probably going to get some buy-in from the kids. Right. I, I think that's the biggest thing. As long as you're trying your best, and you show them that it is okay to mess up in your classroom, that makes it a lot more comfortable for the kids. Right. Um, and that kind of circles back to grading where it's like in athletics and in movement, it is okay to mess up. So it feels weird to then kind of have this punishment of a lower grade for kids who are trying but messing up. As long as they're getting better, you're like, you're doing the thing hopefully and you want to like encourage that continued growth without just allowing them to not try and kind of get defeated by failure or whatever yeah I think I think that's such a valuable thing right now because you know I think our generation you know we were the last ones to kind of take that crap in a sense, you know, from our previous, you know, from our successors where it was kind of like all or nothing, like you either succeed or you don't Like that was it. Um, I used to bump heads with, uh, Sammy, Dr. Sammy, um, because I remember he would like, he made like a motivational post on Instagram, uh, saying like, there is no try there is do. And I've never liked that because the effort of trying just, if you dismiss the word trying, 
you're dismissing the process, whether that is success or failure. And often, I mean, you know, like I'm doing this podcast, I'll tell you this right now. I have no intention of this blowing up. You know, I just think this is really cool conversation of like, you know, normal people, you know, we all hear from celebrities and I feel like it's such a polarized conversation because some of them have really incredible stories, which yes, we can learn from, but what about us? You know, what about people that are on the, like you on the front lines, teaching the kids, you know, of, of, of tomorrow, you know, um, I think it's just so, uh, so necessary that we need to have that reminder that there is a try and in trying you are doing, you know, give yourself that grace. My sixth grade teacher told my parents that I was probably going to drop out of high school. Like I was just not going to make it. I was not cut out for school. That wasn't my PE teacher, but my PE teacher didn't care, you know, like about me, you know what I mean? Like, I was just hanging out with my friends, just having fun. I was playing the games. I took the team sports game serious. I'm competitive as hell. Um, but yeah, my sixth grade teacher was just like, you know, he's not, uh, he's just not made for school, you know, just because like, I don't know, I'm, I didn't turn homework in. God forbid, you know, I didn't turn some homework in. I mean, I understand you need to do homework, but uh, to just <laughs> say like, he's not, he's just not. It's just kind of strange to me. Yeah, it's like a strange thing to say, oh, this 12-year-old right. <laughs> is destined to failure because he finds other priorities after school than sitting and doing more math. Right, right. Which was hilarious because I used to, my parents, man, uh, you know, uh, you you know, when, it, when you reflect, they're just like, God, I wish I made it a little bit easier for them, you know, but... Uh, I used to have to go to summer school and it was so funny because I would go to summer school for like, cause I was like not passing math or something. And then like by the second week of summer school, they let me go because they were like, Oh, you know, this stuff, you're just not doing your work. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know? And, and I realized now like, there's, you know, like the summer, there's more time to be out and about, like, I don't want to be here. So I'm going to do the work for you. It's just, I don't know. It's just so funny how it all works. Um, just like the, the eight hour day of just like cramming so much stuff and then, um, you know, regurgitating it to just, yeah, it's just so interesting. American, um, the public school system is just interesting. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting right now because because we're all at home, everybody's like emphasizing all this like health and fitness stuff and like benefits of exercise, like it's something new. Right. And it's like this is legitimately been in our curriculum for PE. Just because you're not like seeing it in the gym doesn't mean that's not happening. And right. like we only get 30 minutes with kindergartners a week really like with six-year-olds they're like supposed to be in class and they're doing a bunch of other stuff too right. and like some kindergartner teachers are amazing and have like built-in movement breaks that the kids all know by heart by the time they come like to PE and uh just a lot of awesome stuff but the minimum requirement for their movement <laughs> is 30 minutes a week and then hopefully they're moving around at recess or right now when they have their lunch and recess break in the middle of the day, but probably not the best way to set up a learning environment for a six-year-old. Well, especially with everything that's so accessible now, you know, you can play Fortnite. We can play Fortnite together on my PlayStation, but if you don't have a PlayStation, that's okay. Cause they just went mobile. So if you, if you have it, or like your cell phone, we could play Fortnite, you know, like there's so many multiple ways. And I mean, with that being available right now, like, you know, more kids are more likely to do that, especially because, because there's so much access to this information, like YouTube, they can see that PewDiePie made it making videos, which you can download a free app. Or if you have your parents credit card number saved, you know, buy the premium app and you can do this and that. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's just the the incentive to to exercise is much less now. I mean, uh, I was telling this statistic to a friend um, earlier, but like apparently in 2019, the Super Bowl had 98 million views. That same year, an esports championship for some game had over a hundred million. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's undeniable that you know, the interests, well, first off, we're sitting, right? We're observing, we're watching. I really doubt there. And I will say there are some people that are getting up, they're stretching, maybe doing squats in between whatever, but just the ratio of sitting to activity is just, you know, alarmingly um, shifted, you know? Yeah. Um, So then my question is like, what do you think, like, what is, I don't, I don't even know. Like, how do we address that? How do we address that? Like, I, well, actually first, I think in addressing that it's having more teachers like yourself where you show them like, you know, this is, this is basic skills, you know? Um, these are basic skills that you can do on your own, like juggling. I tell my clients, if you can, um, juggling is one of the easiest ways to keep in shape because you'll get up, you're doing some activity in the the physical exertion buy-in is so low, you know, nobody like, I mean, actually I will say the first time I took juggling seriously and I was juggling with like lacrosse ball. So there was like a decent amount of weight, like eight ounces, whatever. My biceps were sore. Yeah. You know? like, I was like, geez, like I don't do this a lot at this range, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's cool that like you're saying, you're like, how many kids nowadays are actually thinking like, Oh, I could use tissues or plastic bags to learn how to juggle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've had, like the kids are very impressive. I think they like recognize in different ways that they probably are spending too much time on their screens, just like everybody else is like, it's not uh, just a kid problem anymore. Right. Um, and I don't know. I mean, the solution is every like, it's not like a personal household level, but that's hard because you can't like if you got to go to work and your kids at home all day because right. school is online. It's very like it's a lot easier to just be like, well, here's a tablet. You got Fortnite. You got classes there. Like, right. Don't miss them. I'll be home later. Right. Um, like there is a reason that all the like tech industry people don't let their kids have technology until they're a bit more mature. Right. Um, like almost all the fifth graders and probably younger have, have cell phones now. That's crazy. And like, that's going to be, when I have my own kids, that's a hill that I'm going to die on. Is <laughs> I'm going to be pretty flexible about things, but you're not getting a phone. Right. You're not getting a phone until, I want to say high school. Right. But. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, I think, one of the interesting, like, uh, devices that I had seen, I think, it was my ex uh, from back in like 2014, her younger brother who was like 10 or nine, he didn't have a phone, but he had a, like a smartwatch that literally had one option. This is the button you click if you need to call mom. And that was it. And I was like, that is freaking brilliant. You know what I mean? Now I will say he did, also did have a tablet. So he was playing games or like drawing or whatever. But the the idea that like, I could click this button and this is, you know, this is mom, this is dad. If I need help, you know, uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I, I got my first cell phone at 13 and that was like, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 I forget what mine was. It wasn't a razor. That was what the cool kids had. Right. I wanted the sidekick, that little oh, that thing. Still one of the coolest phones in my mind. I think mind. my favorite yeah. was the Juke. That was like about the time that they were like, oh, 
when it get <laughs> we've reached the point where the phones are too small right right nobody actually wants them this big that was like the slim stick one was it yeah 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 it was super tiny and it was cool because it was so small and now we all have tablets in our pockets oh man i i tell this i i it's funny because the fanny pack has come back into trending but for me it like never left because i hate carrying this thing in my pocket you know i mean i frankly just hate the i'm not a fan with how many new versions of a phone that you get a year because everyone thinks of just apple and like every year we're every big brand device is pushing something out because the competition is there because it is an easy way to make money i wish that they release new phone new phones as often as they did new consoles that would make a lot more sense it is tough to um figure out where the blame falls right um i have my mom for christmas last year gave me this like five minute gratitude journal thing that i use occasionally <laughs> um i do like it i think the gratitude writing gratitude in the morning is really good and then it like has three things that you want to do in that day, which I also find helpful. That's like a good number of things to have a goal for the day. Cause usually like I, this morning I could think of like, I got a lot of stuff to do before class tomorrow, but then just picking like the three main things to do. That's helpful. But then one of the last things it has is like affirmations. I don't really subscribe to affirmations as much. Yeah. Um, I know there's like different science about whether or not they work the way people say they do but there's i figure there's no real harm in doing them uh this as for the new year i changed one of the ones that i had been writing to i'm going to leave this place better than i found it yeah. which i like a lot leave it better than you found it is like basically the ethic i want my kids to leave my classroom with but right. coming back to cell phones like i basically hate apple because like when i first got a cell phone we were like i guess it was like when the first smartphones came out i had a choice to make about what pro like which smartphone i wanted to go with and it was like is it going to be an android or is it going to be an apple product right and like a week before we went to the phone store there was some story about how um like the one factory apple uses had like nets up yeah. on the outside to catch people who were committing suicide crazy and it's like all right clearly the moral choice is to not get an apple right. i don't know for sure that android phones don't also have the same issue they probably do right 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 but it's shocking to me that that is like acceptable. And then another story came out recently about like one of the contractors Apple used was using like child labor yeah. for three years that Apple knew about before they severed ties with that contractor. They did sever ties with that contractor, but it's just mind boggling to me right. that then people continue to buy new Apple products. It's just, I don't know how, and when you communicate to people the cost of all their small actions. And it's hard because are you going to tell a kid that like by purchasing this phone that they have, they're actively, I mean, they're not buying it. Their parents are buying it. Right. right but the right. act of consuming this product is actively stealing something from somebody else. I don't know how you do that. Um, but something I wish people talked about more. Yeah. And the like throwaway culture of like, Oh, new phone. I'm going to toss this phone away. Right. 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 Has like really terrible implications for the planet. So I plan on using my phone as long as I can. Yeah. Um, I've heavily thought about just getting 
like a dumb phone, you know? Yeah, I exactly. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think the same exact way about it. Yeah. Like a flip phone, like flip phones yeah. are like 40 bucks. You could just have it. And I would, I would keep my iPhone because like you said, I'm not just going to waste it, you know? Um, but also this iPhone, I mean, it's so powerful. You know what I mean? Like I can, this has great resolution, better than any camera that I've actually physically owned. That, well, and also this, I'm talking about cameras from like 2000, 2000, 2001. So, I mean, it's just like the quality, like I have the ability to take a 4k photo at 60 frames per second. That's crazy, you know? Um, but no, I feel the same exact way about, um, buying a phone uh on the joe rogan podcast you know i'm always listening to that but i forget what episode it is i can put it down in the show notes but they were talking about like fair use phones have you heard of that oh i have not heard of that but is it similar to like fair use fair trade coffee yeah yeah so you would know exactly like this has been made by people that are like in a union you know, they, they have insurance, they're taking care of, they're getting paid fairly, and they're creating these phones. The problem is, is it's illegal to, like, you can't buy one in the United States. The United States will not let you, as far as I know. You can buy it in Sweden. That's where they have it. There's, like, only a couple countries that have it, and you can only buy it from there. So that's where I'm like, oh, my God, why can't I feel, you know, I can't. I have the option to just like, like now literally when I hear that story about this fair trade, fair use phone, it's like the, the Cuban cigar to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what it made, at least for me, someone that's a moron, right. That like, you know, here's, here's about this and how it works. It's like, dang man, like why, why can't, like if I have this, you know, supposed right to purchase whatever, you know, it's not like it's a gun, you know what I mean? Or maybe it is. Yeah. Say so. Cause it, you know, tech and the abilities or whatever, but it's just kind of interesting. It's just interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of like having a, a flip phone. Cause I think something that you've really um, impressed me with is uh, I can find you on social media, but like, you're not like posting a lot, which isn't a bad thing. I actually admire you for it because I, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, deactivated my Facebook and Instagram. And I think I have my like PE Twitter account mainly for Twitter, like finding things that people have shared and sharing things that I'm making. Right, right. right. So recently I changed that um, because I don't, I mean, I still spend too much time on social media. Yeah, yeah, It's you just, can get down a wormhole the i'm trying to open my brand more um and create a brand actually for myself because you know my <clears throat> you know this but not not a lot of listeners may or they may this is all local i'm not famous but you know personal training um was always just like face-to-face -face contact for me so like now um actually i just got an inquiry from this person and she's like i need someone to teach a zoom class i will pay you direct and you would just do what i had i have been doing for my other job and so it's kind of you know there there are these accesses but like the only reason i'm on facebook i actually didn't see her message until like two days later because i i really don't know how to work it <laughs> but uh the only reason why i'm on facebook is because my job requires me to be on facebook we have a facebook like subscription-based page then that's where i put my content out on Instagram, I'm putting this and putting that, but then, you know, like it's also my personal Instagram. So like, I yeah. end up being like, you know, what, what are my friends doing? My girlfriend sends me funny videos. So I'm looking yeah. at that. And then I just like, I'll find myself in bed, you know, like, like I said, I don't use Facebook for anything else. And yet I'm still swiping. I'm still yeah. scrolling. And it is crazy how that, that, that in reinforcement works. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's about 10 minutes till the hour, and I've been pretty consistent about keeping like uh, our interviews about an hour long. So my last kind of question for you as someone, like I said, you're teaching the youths, the youths of our of tomorrow. Um, what is something like a little, you know, like if you could give some instruction, basic instruction for someone that's like, 
trying to be more physically active, whether they are youth or someone our age or even older, someone that, you know, is a professional PE teacher. What is something that, uh, you know, you would kind of recommend or any, any words of wisdom? Oh, man. I know. Um, I mean, well, so it's January 3rd. So probably 80% of people that set New Year's resolutions haven't met them right now. Right. But we did talk about goal setting in class. We spent a while talking about it before the break. Um, I think the most important thing is finding something that you actually care about and then also being okay at failing at it. Like we talked about failing before. I think that's super important. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to get fit. So I'm going to sign up for David's uh, Zoom boot camp. Right. <laughs> but David's voice really annoys me. I'm probably not going to go. Right, right, right. Um, like for me right now, that's rock climbing. Rock climbing is like the thing that motivates me to stay active. Um, but that's not the same for everybody. I like, there are plenty of kids in my classes who do not care about basketball, but there are other kids who would be happy if we played basketball every single day. Um, so really it's just, it is just find something you care about, um, or that makes you feel good. And then like, you're looking for that dopamine hit, but then you don't want to feel bad if you fail as long as you're trying yeah, yeah yeah as long as you're trying your best like that's totally fine like we talked about that uh, a few minutes ago about um something else failing at something but i feel like wrestling and rock climbing both taught really good lessons about failure as like a like a fine thing to happen like if one of my best matches in my opinion I got destroyed by like some state champ from the previous year. It was like my second or third year wrestling, but he didn't pin me <laughs> and I hit a switch on him. Oh, beautiful. For those that, and that switch was just like, that's electric. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I spent, I spent, it's a six minute match. I probably spent five minutes and 50 seconds getting bodied by this kid. Right. Right. So it didn't feel good, but I got off the mat and it was like, I tried my freaking best. I did not roll over. I like put up a fight that whole time. Um, but that's kind of hard to do. That like came after like a lot of conditioning to be able to go for six minutes. Right. And like a lot of times getting put on your back to try and fight off of it to be able to do that. And then the same thing with like rock climbing. If you go outside and you're looking at a cool climb you want to do. And then you spend two hours trying to do it. And you just can't send it. Whether it's like because your fingers aren't strong enough or your head game isn't there that day. And you can't do it. It's still like good that you went and tried. And yeah, what you were saying, like there is a try. Right. And the try does have like repercussions. Like you might not get it that day, but because you tried it that day, you're going to be stronger the next day. Right. Yeah. As long as yeah. you know, the, your mentor is, is also like you're saying, I think the biggest thing is that there's someone at the end that is telling you like that effort, you know, like we were saying before in that quote, it's just do, there's no try. So you think to yourself, there's only the negative consequence. It's like, wow, I failed. That's it. There's nothing to learn from it. But if you have someone like a Mr. Muick with his handout and he's like, hey, look, that was awesome. Like great freaking work, man. You know, the, this is what matters. I think that's what's um, definitely necessary. And I think that's a great, uh, a great thing to end on. And I just wanted to say, to add on to this, the very first time I met uh, Alex was at a gym kind of practice in 2015. Uh, it's his first look fair. So it's like September. He's wearing this blue shirt that says, dude, the first thing 
at being good at something like to to get good at something you have to suck pretty much that's right you have to suck first so you probably know the quote because you know you you were you like i said when i think about that shirt like i think about alex and uh he taught me how to muscle up very first day oh my and, god i hated you so much yeah. yeah. Well, it took me like a month or two of constant trying and failing to get my muscle up. And then David shows up first day and he's like, oh, like this? Yeah, I, I should have <laughs> also, uh, I had a strict bar muscle up at that point. So I'm gonna, like, <laughs> I, I should say like, I, I was that kid that, um, you know, I just got done playing college across and I was definitely the gym rat of the team. I wasn't very good, as good as everybody else, and be, but being a smaller frame compared to like my six foot friends, I'm five, five, well, five, eight. But um, yeah, it's uh, and I mean at that time I weighed one thirty five. Like it was like I need to get my power up input higher. So and then you know like at that time CrossFit was still kind of new. Um, I, I'd gotten into CrossFit like checking out the weight main website in like twenty ten. Um, so like, that was like, you know, they're doing muscle ups. I didn't have access to rings, but I knew I was like, I want to get to a point that when I do see rings and I have someone there, I could learn how to do it. So that that's what, uh, definitely helped. And you were that guy, you were that guy for me, Alex. So regardless that, you know, like I got it in a couple of tries or whatever, like you were that guy that was like, this is how you do it. I didn't know how to do it. And then you, you showed me. So, um, so typically I'll end this podcast with ways that you can reach Alex. Um, but he's not on social media, so that's fine. But what I would like to do, because he is teaching the youths and whatnot, if you wanted to donate to Alex, I know he's going to hate this, but if you wanted to donate and help him get some equipment to give out to some kids, maybe some juggling balls, maybe, um, I don't know, some, some balls of some sort, I and think you can donate to leveling the playing field, leveling the, there we go. Leveling the playing field or to Alex, we'll figure out, I'll figure out like a Kickstarter or something, um, <laughs> whichever you prefer. Okay. So leveling the playing field, it'll be in the show notes, Alex. It's always so good talking to you, brother. Like you're, you're one cool dude and um, uh, very happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, yeah. So um, thank you everyone for listening in Alex. Thank you for the conversation. And I will, we will tune in next time. You want to say bye? <laughs> bye, David. Hey, man, take it easy.